Hi everyone, welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. You're about to listen to a sermon on Galatians chapter 1 verses 1 to 10. This is the start of a new series on Galatians and today we're thinking about why grace is essential. It goes straight into the sermon so you might like to have the passage open in front of you and maybe have a read of it beforehand. Just to let you know that on the podcast there won't be the thought for the week anymore. Uh, I've taken a pause from that as I'm working on creating a new series called What is Christianity? And that unfortunately is only available on video as it wouldn't translate so well to the podcast format. And you can find that on YouTube or on Facebook. And the idea is to do a whole uh, mini Bible overview, looking at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, exploring what Christianity is. And if that's something that would interest you, do have a look uh, at the links below, either at YouTube or at Facebook. And I've done the first two videos as I'm recording this. So thanks so much, everyone, for joining. I hope that you enjoy the sermon and I look forward to seeing you again soon. God bless. Well, if you've been around in church for a little while now, um, I'm sure that you've heard the word grace before. In fact, you might be uh, quite familiar with it. Thinking about grace, and you might be even someone who thinks, yeah, I know that we are justified by faith alone. And you might think, oh, that's a really important thing. But do you really know what it means to live that out? Do you really live it, not just know it? And this is what Galatians is all about, grace. What Paul says in Galatians is that grace is not just something which is to be known about, but it's something which, which affects how we live. It makes a big difference, not just to the, to the gospel, but to our Christian lives. We need to live grace, not just to, to, to think about it when we read the Bible. This is what Martin Luther says. Martin Luther, of course, the great reformer who, who rediscovered this uh, wonderful truth about grace. We find no rest for our weary bones unless we cling to the word of grace. So if you want your weary bones to find rest, and, and who doesn't at the moment, uh, then we need to, to find the word of grace. And that's what Galatians is all about. It's about God's grace. And we will uh, be looking at that as we go through and expanding on all of these things. But just as the, the introduction today. And so it's from Paul. It says Paul. And he says, Paul, an apostle who sent not from men nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father. So Paul, he starts out by saying that he sent from Jesus not by any human being. Now, why does he start out in, in that way? You, seem, you think that might, might be a slightly strange way to start a letter. But Paul is, in the context of who he's writing to, as we will see, that was, that was very important. His authority came not from human beings, but directly from God and from, from Jesus. And that's what he is at pains to, to point out to start with, his, his authority. So it's to uh, the churches in Galatia. And uh, he says, grace and peace to you. Grace and peace. That's the, the gospel in a nutshell, isn't it, really, in those two words. Grace and peace. 
from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. So Paul kind of starts out with this little summary of the message of of the gospel. Uh, It's grace from God. It is through Jesus' cross, through Jesus giving his life uh, for our sins. And it's to rescue us. So it's a a rescue from sin through the cross of Jesus Christ. And that's something that we've been thinking about um, over Easter, isn't it? Particularly as we remember that Good Friday and Easter Sunday, we remember that message. But that, that those events are the core of the Christian message. That's what Paul is saying. And this is the message which he's going to expand on as we go through Galatians. Now, there's something missing in the next bit. And if you're familiar with Paul's other letters, um, it, it would, might strike you as a bit strange. Uh, if I read for you, for example, what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. This is just after his little introduction. And he says, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. So, thankfulness. Paul gives thanks for the church in a prayer in the introduction to every one of his letters, apart from this one. Why is that? Why does Paul miss out the giving thanks? And sometimes you, you, you can tell just as much by what's missed out, can't you, than by what's included. And the reason that he misses that out is because of what he goes on to say. He says, I am astonished. It's the urgency. It's the urgency of what he's he's communicating. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So what was happening was that there were Um, other people, other teachers who had come into the church in Galatia and as Paul puts it, trying to put them into confusion and um, they'd abandoned Paul and they had abandoned the message that Paul had given them and and so Paul is is as I'm astonished it's it's shocking it's it's difficult to communicate just how, how shocking that is but this is what Paul is is saying. Um, he says um, the gospel that they're turning to is really no gospel at all. So this is the, the problem is that they have abandoned Paul's message of grace and they have turned to something else, something which which was not uh, grace, which was not the gospel. And that's why this is so Important. why this matters so much. That's because they have substituted the real gospel for a false one. Now, we thought about this a little bit last week, didn't we? The, di- the difference between real and fake. Um, and, uh, and it's funny, it's come up again this week. But this is what Paul is, is saying, that, uh, that the Galatian church are not idiots. You know, they wouldn't be led astray by something that was completely wrong. But it's a distortion. And it's a serious enough distortion of the truth to warrant 
Paul's coming down hard on them. He's saying it's serious enough so that it is not the gospel that you're believing now. It is not the gospel that you're believing. But this is why he comes down so hard on them. It seems plausible to them. But Paul is saying, no, it's not, it's not the gospel. This is a very serious business. And that's why he goes on to say, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a different uh, a, a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. And he says that again. That's actually the word, where the word anathema comes from, um, if you, you know that word. That's the word that he actually uses, let them be anathema, let them be under God's curse. And that is how serious Paul's message is. That's how much he was, he was concerned for them. He was saying, you've not just abandoned me, you have abandoned the gospel. And if anyone preaches a different gospel, let them be under God's curse. Um, and he finishes out this, this section by saying, Am I trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And they might have been thinking, and perhaps you, you were thinking as well, I mean, if someone came in to, uh, to the church and, and said, um, uh, if anyone preaches a different gospel to the one I preached, let them be anathema, under God's curse. You might be thinking, oh, that's a bit, um, come on, that's not very winsome, isn't it? You know, should, should try and, you know, just be a bit more gentle. Come on, Paul. You know, that's not very gentle, is it? Gentleness, one of the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah, got you there. Um, but, but Paul says, actually, he's not trying to please people. He's trying to please Christ. He's a servant of Christ. And um, this is one of those things that um, made, me, made me think, actually, this last week. In that, often, being a servant of Christ is um, opposed to, to trying to please people. You can't always do both. Sometimes you can, hopefully a lot of times we can, but sometimes there do come moments where as servants of Christ we can't please people. And at that point we have to please Christ rather than pleasing people. And um, it's a challenge for us, I think, maybe to reflect and think, are there, are there times in our own lives when we are people pleasers rather than God pleasers? when we knowingly do something which is just to try and keep the peace with people rather than doing what, what God would want us to. And it's very easy to do, and I'm sure we all do it. Um, but um, it's good to reflect, isn't it, and think, are there times where perhaps God wants me to do something, something different? So let's, uh, let's um, draw a few conclusions from this. The Galatian church had been deceived by a plausible and yet false gospel. That's the problem. And I think it might be time, as we look through Galatians ourselves, to give ourselves a bit of a check-up. And to say, well, what, what are we believing in? Are we believing in that, that gospel that Paul preached? And are we living that out? Now we think about ourselves and take some time to, to reflect. Now do we really depend on the grace of God? 
Do we live that way, that we depend on God's grace? And the reason that it matters so much is because false gospels cannot save. False gospels cannot save. They're like you know, a life ring, like you see on the side of a river or a canal or something. You, know, you see a life ring, you throw it in and someone puts it over themselves and they stay afloat. But they're like a life ring which is filled with lead. You know, that if you, if you put it over yourself, you're going straight to the bottom. And that's what a false gospel is. It might look like the gospel from the outside, but you go in a bit deeper and it will kill you. That's, that's why these, uh, this, this matters. So we need uh, teachers who seek to please God. And one of the, one of the things which um, I know I've mentioned a few times, and I think it bears repeating, because the Bible talks a lot about this, is the need for us to, uh, to avoid people-pleasing preachers. We need uh, preachers and teachers who will uh, stand up and say, these are God's words. Let me read you, for example, what it says in the Jeremiah chapter 6. Now, Jeremiah was, a, was a, a preacher who preached God's words. And this is what he says. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike, all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So what Jeremiah says is that there were prophets in those days, priests in those days, who would say, peace, peace, when there was no peace. They would say to the people, oh, don't worry, God's nice, you're nice, you'll be fine. And, and, and that was basically their message. And you can still find, unfortunately, um, priests, pastors, preachers today who will say the same message. Um, but actually, we need people who will pro- proclaim God's message uh, to us. But sometimes God does have to disturb our peace. So we need to be people who ourselves who want to please and serve God. But we need to look for others, and particularly those who, um, I mean, these days on the internet, there are a lot of um, options, aren't there, for listening to sermons or to Christian things. We need to be clear that, that someone is under the authority of God and is willing to disturb our peace and say things which um, uh, are not just you're nice uh, all the time. So we need to be, to be discerning about who we choose to listen to um, these days. So I hope that as we go through Galatians, that some of these themes will come out more. And I think particularly as we draw to the end, um, there's so much practical wisdom in what it means to live by grace. And I hope that by the end of this, this time going through Galatians, that we will have a better understanding of what it means not just to believe in grace, but to live by it and to walk by it as well, that we would all grow in grace. Let's take a moment to pray as we close. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace displayed in Christ Jesus. And we pray that you would through these coming weeks, give us a deeper understanding of your grace. 
and enable us to, uh, to walk in your grace and to be able to, uh, to live freely, knowing that we are forgiven and holding on to the true gospel. And please show us, Lord, where we, we may need to change. And please help us to go deeper uh, into your truth. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.